You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we have some interesting things to discuss before we bring out our special guest of the week. And that is a long thread that has been posted in the forums at forum.theparacast.com entitled, Dark Matter is Dead, Long Live DMR. Now, this is interesting here because we talked about this earlier. You know, they say sometimes you can't come back again. And what that means is, say, for example, someone who's in show business and does a radio show or a TV show. And they quit the business and they come back a few years later. And depending on the situation, sometimes that works. I think it worked with the late Raymond Burr when he brought back Perry Mason. Do you remember that? You know, he worked yeah, until he could, faintly. Uh, it's yeah, almost before he worked my time. until he could barely walk. Basically, he had to hold up a cane to keep him aloft, but he kept doing that show until shortly before he died. And then we have a guy who was one of the pioneers in paranormal radio by the name of Art Bell. And some years back, he quit coast to coast, retired for, I think, the third or fourth time, I think. And George Norrie replaced him. So very recently, Art says he's going to come back on radio and he's going to have something called Art Bell's Dark Matter on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Now, as most of our listeners know, there is a show called Dark Matters, hosted by our good friend Don Ecker. So obviously, Art Bell didn't talk to Don Ecker and said, hey, can I use this name? Can I send you a check? He just did it. And of course, you know, in show business, you know, probably not much you can do about it. I mean, unless well, imitation episode, is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> well, you know, on last week's episode, when we had Bryce Abel, he mentioned the fact that he was not involved in this new movie called Dark Skies, which is in no way based on the TV show he was co-producer of back in the 90s called Dark Skies. Yes, they both dealt with UFOs and paranormal subjects, but there was no resemblance. And the studio didn't care, so you basically have two different products by the same name, and they're totally different. And I guess some people, potential people who wanted to see the movie may have thought they were getting a screen version of the TV show, you know, like with X-Files, but they were getting something totally unknown. Well, anyway, with Art Bell's Dark Matter, he did the show for a few weeks, brought back all those characters that we won't mention that made his show famous. It was like the 1990s all over again. And then one day on his Facebook page, he says... Sometimes when you are all in, you win, sometimes lose. By mutual agreement, Dark Matter will no longer air as of tonight. And that was posted just a few days ago. And then his Facebook page disappeared. So Dark Matter is no more. Well, that's, it's, we kind of saw this coming. Um, we've been talking about this uh, off and on since the show started. Uh, since his new comeback uh, attempt, I should say. And, you know, one of the things that obviously kind of comes through with this is you can't sit out on the sidelines and ignore the subject matter for the most part and 10, 12 years later expect to come back in and pick up where you left off. You know, the world is is a, a different place. People 
are much more savvy and up to speed. And I, I think in order to attract an audience who you're expecting to pay a subscription to listen to your show, you, you better come up with, <laughs> you know, some new circus uh, tricks or parlor acts or something to to entice people to have them re- tune back in to that famous radio voice. And that voice isn't enough to carry a show like that. It's just not. It's the quality of the guests. That's why the Paracast is so important and why we're doing so well. And this is not just a statement of ego. It's obvious that when Art Bell tried to repeat his success of the 90s doing everything the same way, with the exact same guests. Now, I understand maybe bringing back some of those guests for nostalgia's sake. Say, hey, there's some of the people who were famous on the show years back. Let's see what they're doing today. Let's try to make it relevant for today. When he was doing the original Coast to Coast At that point, satellite radio was just barely in the infant stage. And satellite radio is a very different thing. Yes, it's primarily radio that you can listen to anywhere in the country where you have access to the satellite signal. But you can't assume it's the same thing. You don't have the limits of commercial radio, so maybe you can be a little bit more outrageous. This is what makes Howard Stern very famous. Of course, he also made $500 million from his Sirius XM deal. He should send us a check. But the point being here is that you just can't live on nostalgia. I guess sometimes you can with, you know, networks. There's a network on Sirius XM where they have the old radio shows like The Shadow and The Lone Ranger and stuff like that. And if you want to hear old stuff, you can listen to it. But the paranormal field has changed. And if you don't change with it, you're doomed to failure. But I don't think that's the only reason the show is no longer there. Supposedly, there was some kind of debate over whether he could offer free versions of the show. Mm, I didn't hear that. That's part of what I was reading, that there was some issue there about whether he could offer a free online version of the show in addition to what you had to pay to get on Sirius XM. But, you know, if that's the case, if there's a dispute... Over this, wouldn't you resolve it before you put the show on the air? I don't know. What do I know about this? Well, the king is dead. Long live the king. And if he can come up with some alternative way to reimmerse himself back into the field and present quality, cutting-edge guests, I, I wish him all the luck and success in the world. But you just, you know, you can't expect the old mule to, to get up and pull the cart uh, 10, 12 years later. It's just, you know, you know, oftentimes people accuse us of being old fogies and being a museum and, and this because we constantly are hearing the, the, the name Ed Ruppelt and, and Donald Keough and these, these dusty monsters from the past. But you have to really understand where this field, how, where it comes from, how it developed in order to fully understand where it is right now. So to anyone out there that rolls their eyes anytime Gene mentions Keough, uh, go back and re, reread your Keough. And understand why we tout certain pivotal figures in the history of this of this field and why their, their work is so important and how their work has, has just totally impacted many people's thinking to this day, decades later. And we, we're, we're all out here attempting to break through and really come up with some solid answers, some better data, some better pattern analysis – uh, better ways of, of, of solving these mysteries and better approaches. And it all hinges on the past. You, you, you know, if you don't, who was it that said, Gene, if you don't 
learn the lessons of the past, you're, you're doomed to repeat them. Uh, I think that's, that's a really important adage. And that's one of the issues that we run into in the UFO field, where people today are constantly doing the same exact thing they did back in the 1950s, making the same mistakes that have taken us nowhere. It's as if all that stuff never happened. It's as if there was no Donald Kehoe, there was no J. Allen Hynek, there was no John Keel. But if you don't look at their research and look at their results, you're not going to improve upon it. You're not going to know what their mistakes were. And we have well, to learn I found from some mistakes, mistakes in, for my new book, some of those guys made. <laughs> Stalking the Herd, by the way, is his book, which is coming <laughs> shortly, but it is a big book. It's taken a while. Oh, oh, boy, this week I've uncovered some bombshells. We've got to talk about that more in future episodes. Today, though, we're going to explore on the edge of reality. And our guest is the crop circle pioneer himself, Colin Andrews. He wrote it with his wife, Cynthia Andrews. And before we even start, I'm going to ask him about a dedication he did at the beginning of the book which you know about, Chris, it's to a rock legend of the 1960s who a close friend of his. Right. Yeah, Reg Presley. Reg Presley of the Trogs. And I'll tell you about some trivia about that in a moment. But we have Cohen Andrews joining us next. Is he a wild thing? Well, we're going to talk about the wild and woolly world of crop circles and more with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, this is Gary Cooper with Midas Resources, Gold and Silver. Government shutdown, inept politicians, entitlements, looming Obamacare. The death of the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency is what nobody wants to acknowledge. We have a debt bubble that cannot be paid and will eventually crash the dollar. If you're concerned about keeping your money, why not consider storing your wealth in gold and silver? Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130. Together, we'll discuss your options of buying gold and silver. Again, the global elite have plans for your money, and it doesn't include you. So call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130, and we'll discuss your options of buying precious metals. Also, I can send you information on how you can roll over your IRA or 401k into a precious metal IRA. Again, don't get caught with money in your account when the dollar crashes. Call me, Gary Cooper, at one 800 686 37 extension 130 we live in a complicated society stressful issues are always popping up have you ever been treated unfairly by someone have you ever been overcharged for a repair have you ever signed a contract or a document 
Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Way and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Way, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Way, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100-degree heat, and then I take another two servings of One World Way and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Way comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworldway.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The book is called On the Edge of Reality. It sounds like my life. With Gene and Chris and the Paracast, we've wanted to have this guy on the show for a long time. And we want to welcome him to the Paracast, Colin Andrews. Welcome aboard. Uh, thank you very much, Gene, and thanks for having me on here. Now, Chris was telling me he spent all night finishing your book. It was up till 3 o'clock the morning of this recording session. Wow. Quite I something. couldn't put it well, down. I mean, I've been, I've been trying, I wanted to get it finished before, of course, obviously, before you came on the show. I do pride myself in being up to speed on our guest work. Of course, your work I've been following for many, many years. Uh, you're a true pioneer. And boy, I'll tell you, you and Cynthia have, have a really, really good, I think, important book here. And obviously, we're going to get in and talk about that in the show. Welcome Thank aboard. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Now, we mentioned this before, but I wanted to talk about something interesting, maybe a trivia sidelight of the fact that you have a dedication on the edge of reality to a gentleman who was a famous rock star in the 1960s. Can you tell us yes. about it? Yes, absolutely. Well, my very best friend uh, spent most days with him when I was living back in England. They lived in the same town as myself. Uh, Reg Presley of the Trogs. You know, the well-known songs of Love is All Around and Wild Thing, that those were numbers that most people remember him by, uh, was still very active, actually, until less, you know, up until two, less than two years ago when he had his first stroke, which led on to other things. And uh, regrettably, we lost Reg uh, this time, pretty well this time last year. Uh, it is actually still a great loss to me. Um, very nice guy. 
close to all of this, all of the subjects we're going to be talking about today had strong opinions on things, politics and so on. So yeah, my best man at the wedding, he flew over with his wife, Bren, to the wedding here in Connecticut. And uh, I owe him a lot. A uh, very generous man. There was never a meal that we would go out to a restaurant that he didn't pay for at his insistence. Yeah, nice guy. And uh, we dedicated the book to Reg. And uh, very aptly, I thought, you know, he left us with the love is all around, the very thing that we're still trying to uh, kind of find, understand, and apply to our world. So uh, we felt that was very appropriate. I noticed also he wrote that particular song. Now, the first song the Trogs became famous for was Wild Thing. You know, Wild Thing, You Make My That's Life. Right. right. And that was written by Chip Taylor, who's a New York-born country songwriter who was born yeah. with the name James Wesley Voigt. That's that Voigt. He is John Voigt's younger brother. And he wrote yeah. that, and he wrote, of course, yeah. Angel of the Morning and a number of other songs. But the trivia and the three degrees of separation we have here is that Reg Presley was your pal. His big hit record, his first big hit record with his band was Wild Thing, written by Chip Taylor, who, with a guy named Joe Renda, or Crazy Joe, was the owner of a recording studio in New York called North Lake Sound, where my wife did some recording sessions in the 1980s. So there's our three degrees of separation. Oh, my. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Somehow, you see, this three degrees of separation is supposed to work so that we can uh, kind of get to know everything there is to be known about our world and perhaps uh, move on to a better place in it, and yet we're still trying to fathom out uh, that in this three degrees somewhere, something isn't quite working out. We're not getting to meet the guys that have got numbers on their doors and no names on their lapels uh, that are leading us astray. So we're, we're still looking for that full three degrees, I think. But that's, that's yeah, that's really quite something, quite coincidental to sure, for sure. And, of course, we know Chip Taylor is Angelina Jolie's uncle. All right, we know that. All right, let's <laughs> – right, that's, I guess, the best part of it. And he's still going strong, by the way. I think he released an album very recently. Anyway, yeah. we all, you know, had some way that got us involved in the UFO and paranormal field. I read a book about the subject when I was 11. Chris had – a UFO sighting when he was very young. And you had some kind of incident, a really yes, unusual yes, incident near your school as a child. Could you tell us more? I think there were really two things that happened. Uh, my mum and dad, when I was an early teen, maybe 11, 12, in, in, you know, 13. Oh, uh, always that back. age, yes. Well, you know, that that was when my mum and dad, um, with my younger brother, uh, had a UFO experience. So I wasn't in the vehicle at that time. They had gone out for a drive around Stonehenge. We lived very close by, and we would use the stones at Stonehenge, the fallen ones, as our table for a picnic. How things have changed now, of course, but, you know, guarded by uniformed people. But that was a regular kind of Sunday afternoon. They had a, a very close encounter with a, a disc, and they came back in full of this thing that they had seen, this object, created quite an impression upon me because I'd never seen my mum and dad in such a elated kind of excitement. You know, something obviously had happened. And if you believe nobody else, you certainly reckon to believe your mum and dad. You know, my dad was a, a military, a, at that time, you know, ex-military officer. And so that kind of had an impression upon me. But there was already something planted. And it, it's kind of a longer story. And I'll try to keep it very concise. But when I was five years old, 
on two occasions I had what I always recall and always mentioned in conversation within the family as two very strange dreams that I really could not shake off even though I was only five years old that was 1951 I remembered these kind of so-called dreams I was asleep in the house in that same house where they were when they had their experience and there was a kind of a tugging in my solar plexus and I was aware of it. It was a very strange feeling. It was like something trying to pull itself out of me, it felt like. Suddenly, I was floating and looking down at my uh, sister and my younger brother and um, moving towards the back of the house uh, to, to the wall just overlooking a field. That's where the actual physical memory of these, what I thought were dreams, uh, terminated on two occasions. And then came along uh, Dr. Jim Harder at University Berkeley, who had regressed to Barney and Betty Hill and Travis Walton. He became familiar with my work, and he said that he and uh, Professor Alan Hynek, you know, on Blue Book, had recognized certain patterning that interested them in second marriages. People who'd had experiences came together and then went on to do other things in a related kind of fashion related to this subject. Would I be regressed? I refused it uh, actually several times. He arrived at my home in Connecticut. We were both uh, on the same platform at a UFO conference near Yale University. Well, long story short, he regressed me. In a matter of about 45 minutes, which felt like about eight to me, uh, my wife was there, Cynthia, who was the co-author of this latest book, and Cedar, who Jim Harder's wife was also there. So there are four of us. I was regressed. I didn't think this was going to be possible because I was actually kind of against it, although he made me feel more comfortable. During the regression, um, I was tapped into, as uh, the simplest way of putting it, to this dream event. It became something very different. I, I went through the whole recall as it was in my physical memory, and then there was something new, and that was that where it terminated, it continued. Uh, I went into a very bright white light at the back of the house. It was in the field at the back of the house, and uh, I saw there I was floating through past two U.S. uniformed military people. That's what they looked like. Okay, we got to float to this for a minute, then we'll get back to his okay. experiences and remembrances. Cohen Andrews joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Which do you love best, Thanksgiving dinner or leftovers? The meal takes such time and effort, you wish it was easier so you could have it more often. Well, right now it is. Right now you can. Imagine your family enjoying the ultimate comfort food easily during stressed out times of a disaster or emergency, or outdoors while camping or hiking. The freeze-dried feast from Freeze-Dry Guy is a special case of Thanksgiving dinner, ready for you any day of the year for at least 25 years. Freeze-dried turkey tetrazzini, green beans, dehydrated potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yes, even dessert. This delicious feast is ready to eat when you want or need it most easily in just minutes. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. There's free shipping, plus your family could win a free traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Go now to freezedryguy.com. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy viruses products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux, and most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health, and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, Colin Andrews, who's co-author with Cynthia Andrews of On the Edge of Reality, recalling a time that you were hypnotically regressed and you remembered floating? Yes, floating into a very bright, shrill bright, like a welder's torch, bright light at the back of my house. 
I saw two military people there in uniforms. They looked like U.S. military uniforms, very serious faces. I went past them at head level between them. It felt like being sucked into a bubble. I was now inside the light, and the lighting level was dramatically uh, reduced. It became yellow as opposed to white. And, you know, I, I kind of was lowered down. I knew instinctively this was nothing I was controlling. I, there was nothing I was doing other than I was lowered down. I, I onto a, a plinth, a single aluminum-looking plinth, no rivets or anything like that, and I was facing my feet and uh, immediately uh, saw uh, an entity with almond-shaped eyes. They were not overly large, but they were larger than our eyes. It communicated to me, I've heard this many times since, of course, but for me, it was just a, a dream at the time. It, it was saying to me in my head, uh, we are very sorry to be doing this, but this is for a future time. Uh, as if that doesn't sound crazy enough, uh, it gave me very precise information about the environment. It gave me species that and where to find these species of plants, uh, oak tree and bluebell and uh, primrose. And the interaction between these plants in the biological sense would be enable our, our current day biologist to um, understand the uh, environmental, global environmental situation. It even went on, uh, you know, to relay to me that Cynthia's father would leave us early and would be a kind of an interfacing uh, system to future events. This happened. Cynthia's father was a professor of medicine at Yale. Uh, he passed away early. We've had all kinds of events happen since, which maybe are, need not be part of the program. But that, in a, in a nutshell, you know, there were things that I record and things that happened that were very similar to as described by Barney and Betty Hill and also Travis, both of whom I've obviously spent a considerable amount of time. We flew to England and checked this information out. You know, I'm an engineer that, that you know, my life has been spent resolving problems. Engineers can only deal with black and white yes and no's. You know, you can't resolve problems in the electrical and electronic world by ghosts and poltergeists. You know, these are things that are physical. So I'm driven all the time to have a very open mind, but to resolve things using scientific protocols. And so we flew to England and looked around the area that was now implanted in my new memory, and they were there. And not only were they there, but where the bright light was at the back of my house, what is that now, 45, 50 years ago, is still growing a perfect 35-foot diameter ring where the grass in that field is now much darker, much more healthy, and is growing in a perfect ring. Let me ask you very quickly here. This is something that you solely recalled through a hypnotic trance. You have no conscious memory of this. Part one of it is conscious memory, the part that I always called a dream, where I was floating at my body. Part two was under regression, where now that it's like handing the baton between the end of the dream state into new memory that has come about as a result of regression. Hypnotic regression is very controversial. Absolutely. And people, whether rightly or wrongly, believe that it's easy to manipulate the memories and that sometimes you will confabulate memories based on a singular experience. I'm not saying yeah. this is what happened here. I'm just bringing that up. 
I quite agree, and, and that's the baseline for me too. I mean, I've questioned, it, you know, is this now basically a fabrication, a distortion that's come from the subconscious and is brought forward in my mind? I, I quite agree. That's that's how one should approach it. But what has been more difficult for me it, to resolve it is the fact that the information that came forward, I was not at all aware of in that environment as a five-year-old child, and yet it is still there for people to go and see today. It's kind of like, okay, you're provided with new information, but that information is not a lie. It's not a distortion in the fact, in the sense that it's there to be seen and checked out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I keep an open mind, Gene, a totally open mind on it, but that, I think, may have biased the domino effect inside of me. When I saw my first set of circles, in 83, you could say that I was already, subconscious level even, uh, kind of primed to show an interest, whereas other people were just passing these circles by. Let me ask you here about the interest in crop circles. Now, before that happened, were you still doing some sort of paranormal or UFO-related research, or was that, aside from the experiences, a triggering factor? Oh, I was not involved with any other research at all. Uh, I was a senior official in regional government, a very well-paid one, and uh, you know I had about 200 people under my management, and I was on my way to a meeting, and just a half-second glance away from my vehicle on high ground, seeing a set of five perfectly formed circles forming across in a wheat field, other people were just driving by, uh, continuing their normal day. For me, it changed my life. I mean, literally. So I was in some way primed, I guess, because I showed more than a flinching glance. Uh, I went in. I couldn't let it go. I couldn't shake it off. Um, I had to investigate, and that's where the research began. Let me just uh, add something here or ask a question here. It sounds like, uh, Colin, that uh, like me, you, you had for many years problems with the whole idea of hypnotic regression as a a real good viable in investigative tool but what I'm hearing here is that we may have a, a pretty good example or a potential example of some sort of subconscious programming that may have gone on when you were a little boy and then all of a sudden it may have triggered something in you to to glance yeah. over and see that first formation that that changed your life that's what that, that's what it sounds like to me yeah, I, well, and uh, me experiencing it inside of this skin, that's how it is to me too. What I think has made it more tenable as time has gone on is that I've started my work on the crop circles in the same skeptical mode, you know, is check and counter check and wherever the information and data takes you. And not to jump too far into our program, but just to dovetail as we pass this spot because I cannot uh, completely discount that experience under hypnosis because other bizarre events, high strangeness, supernatural kind of events have taken place since getting involved in the crop circle phenomena and those that would certainly uh, appear to be intelligence. It's, you know, an interaction with an individual, and myself included, and many others that are on the record in this book and outside of it that have been influenced by these thoughts that suddenly appear out of nowhere, patterned and placed in a way that perhaps we can talk about. That would involve some, some process of I implanting uh, an external thought uh, in your conscious mind that you then act out as your own. It's like having experienced this a couple of times myself, 
It's like out of a normal day and a normal process of thinking, of course, you know, you'll suddenly think of something, always somebody, so I'm thinking of so-and-so, and then, he, and then the telephone rings, and there they are. That kind of experience is like what just happened there, it, but it's much more profound. You get a pattern in your head, and you think, well, we're in the... Why am I thinking about that? And then it goes on to give a suggestion that this pattern is something you can do something with. Uh, you know, and I've, asked, I've talked to a lot of people that make crop circles about this, and there is a consistency, and a very bizarre one, of acting out these strange thoughts. If I am prepared to accept outside the box that this is real, and this is happening, and happening across a whole range of subjects, not just crop circles, the UFO, the interaction with the light in the sky, flash once with a laser, flash once with the UFO. Okay, well, if I'm prepared to accept that, then I have to be keep an open mind to regression. That's all I would say, and that what you're dealing with is not necessarily a false memory. Colin Andrews is author of On the Edge of Reality, and that's what we're exploring with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Did you know there are 3 million edible food plants on Earth and none have the nutritional value of the hemp plant? HempUSA.org offers you hemp protein powder. It does not contain chemicals or THC, is non-GMO, and is 100% gluten-free. Hemp protein powder burns fat, builds muscle, contains 53% protein, and feeds the body the nutrients it needs. Call 888-910-4367 and see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Only at HempUSA.org. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Just to let you listeners know, we have loads of questions our listeners have asked of Cole and Andrews. There is no way we're going to be able to cover all those questions. We'll probably have to have them come on again. The book, On the Edge of Reality, and you're talking about here an interaction or some sort of communication that you believe exists between humans and some sort of global or universal consciousness? Is this kind of a godlike belief or what? Uh, well, it's not a belief. Uh, I mean, I, I am a person who at a young age kind of questioned the whole concept of God, as it were. Um, I have, through a whole, you know, obviously a whole long time of research, investigation, personal experience, I don't accept that it's quite the way that it's been taught. I am certainly prepared, in fact, would never have written this book and had not been convinced, actually, that there is another mind that is out there, that whether we call it extraterrestrial, I don't think it's we're, we're time to fall out over what we call it, but there is an intelligence that is working here, and there's many, many examples of it right the way through the book. Um, so it, I don't know about God. I guess it is God-like. It would be true to say in the sense of people that have the belief in one of these many religions that it probably is God-like, but we don't need to see it as God. It's almost Gaian and, and almost like nature uh, or maybe some collective human imperative or uh, yeah. subconscious uh, at work. I, I, yeah. I would tend to jump towards a closed system answer as opposed to jumping off planet myself. But but it's really compelling in the book. You bring up example after example of 
hoaxers going out and pulling off impossible deeds and, and, and examples of what seems to be compressed time, perfect alignment with, uh, you know, this one formation had five, uh, was in a five-sided field, and just coincidentally, the crop circle makers went out there and put a perfect pentagram located exactly in the spot that it would that would be enhanced by the five-sided field lines. People meditating crop circle formation ideas in their in their head and a group, and the next day there it is. Uh, there's so many examples like this that are very well documented. Are you throwing out any sort of ET possibility, or are you factoring it out, or are you factoring it in? Uh, where do you come I, down? Well, I think Chris, it, it, we we simply leave it there on the side. Uh, it, it, it's I mean we can, we just can't you know take every battle and make it our own. What I've tried to do, uh, we've tried to do in this book, is to establish that there's hard evidence to support the actual reports that you've just related, um, and that there is beyond the possibilities of chance uh, another mind or another intelligence involved in it. That something is manipulating or or uh, interfering or or entering the domain of man in ways that we had not previously anticipated. You know, there would seem to have been a conversation going on here inside of the subject of the crop circles, and I would extend that to many other subjects, if not all of them, and we weren't aware that the conversation was going on because we weren't talking. Uh, in fact, many researchers wouldn't allow the concept that people were making them, when in fact it was the people making them that had uh, held in their hands a great deal of evidence that helped us forward in our understanding of what's uh, at work here. I mean, what has helped me personally is that I've had my own personal experiences, and I don't expect anybody to believe me, but I know, for me, that the reason I'm talking to you today is because of my personal experiences. I can doubt every, everybody else, and perhaps it's even the best way to go, but I will not, because I know what happened to me, I cannot doubt myself. I know, for example, and I'll keep this brief, that on one particular evening, there are many examples, and they are in the book, when I meditated, you notice I didn't use the word praying. I, some people will use that word, but I, I was meditating. It was All I'm doing is projecting from a sincere place inside of me, inside of myself, asking whatever is out there to produce a pattern I'm visualizing, a Celtic cross, never appeared on our planet Earth before in the large database in the world that I own. And here I, I'm saying two things. Could this be produced? and as close to my home as possible. Now, I only have myself to believe in this, and I expect nobody else to believe that. But what happened is I was laid on that same bed that night. The early morning, the telephone went. A farmer who I knew, programs have been made out of this since, is Jeff Smith, close to my home near Stonehenge, saying, Colin, I can give you two hours to look at something we found in the field. That field happened to be the last one that had plants in it close to my home, I wasn't aware of this, not at that time, in the field he had discovered the very design that I had meditated on and requested that night. I swear to you, I didn't make it. I've never made a crop circle. I held the end of a tape with somebody who showed me how they did on one occasion. But So these are facts. And everything in that book is as truthful as I've been able to, um, you know, personally uh, put my name to. Well, let me ask you to expand upon that. The common perception of crop circles is that these are budding artists 
who just go out there in the field and they do their stuff, but you're saying they may be doing something, but they are influenced by this hidden or subconscious force. Absolutely. And th these guys who I am talking with, and, and I have been now for the last 13 years of the last 30, I was sure slow getting there for the same reason as many of my fellow um, you know, researchers that came along in later years. Uh, they had the problem of talking to people who were deceiving us, uh, or at least that was her perception of it. But uh, absolutely, I mean, I, you know, I've, when I've opened the dialogue following a special investigation that Lawrence Rockefeller funded back in 99 in the year 2000, resolved at that time that 20% we couldn't resolve, 80% were being made by people. Uh, that was right back uh, then talking with these people, it was just extraordinary. I was hearing from these guys that I had never spoken to before. Uh, you know, my fault, I take the rap for that. Um, convincing the world they couldn't be made by people, right under my nose, here they are, made by these people. <laughs> and uh, they're telling me the very things they've had as paranormal, supernatural kind of experiences, they didn't know, I already had in my files, that it happened to me and other people researching them. And indeed, incidentally, farmers, police officers, and other people too. I think when the world wakes up to the fact that the bizarre nature of what we've already discussed in this program, when they realize this is happening to their favorite pop star, it's happening to their favorite minister, whichever religion they believe in, and it's happening to their favorite politician they've put into power, and just about everybody else, they will realize that nothing was the same, nothing is the same as the way it appears. Yeah. I remember when I first talked to you in 1999 uh, on the phone, you were right in the middle of this uh, particular research project. Uh, yeah. we're, we're members of a pretty interesting exclusive little club, too, which you can talk about later. But I remember you were, at the time, you seemed pretty upset that you had discovered uh, that a vast majority of these formations appeared to be human-made. And at the time, you really hadn't understood the implications of what the circle makers then went on to inform you that sometimes they don't even know why they do the formations they do. Oftentimes, uh, these formations are, are, the fields are picked at random. It's not as, as, as coordinated as, as some people might imagine. Sometimes in the middle of an operation, they'll change the design, for instance, and, and not know why. Uh, there's many examples in the book, which I find very compelling, that these people, even though and in 99 you were upset that they were hoaxing these circles, now you realize that they're part of the equation. Yeah, absolutely. We have been presented with a, a clean sheet of paper in 1976. This is the way the broad overview that I see. Uh, a subject cast, without a die being cast, it was a clean sheet of paper. In other words, here we are, let's look at this from something that is beginning from the, from the start. We have one crop circle. We have one experience of an orange light appearing in the sky, two people abducted. They claim to be told that this area is going to be an area that's going to be see an evolution of design. They're shown the designs. Then we have a voice that appears on a television news broadcast in 1977 in the same, exactly the same geographic area of central southern England and conveys the information related to the environment and our political and military uh, system. And so it evolved from there. Those designs did appear. They have evolved in that field. 
the television transmission that came was transmitted to about just under a million people, and I was one of them, as it happens again, coincidentally, perhaps. So this is how this whole thing has evolved. And so we had come to the stage, people who began to make them, when we were first putting out the first television documentaries on this, my belief is that most were virgin designs. I've traveled the world looking at them. And, you know, the more simple the designs, the more likely they are to be not made by people, the more complex, the more likely they are to be made by people. Counterintuitive, a lot of people have never accepted that. But that's what, those are my findings. Colin Andrews is author with Cynthia Andrews of On the Edge of Reality. And that certainly describes where we're going here. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terragonics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're talking about the background of crop circle research. And Colin Andrews suggesting that even though these are in many cases being done by regular human beings, they're being influenced from somewhere else. And before we get to the questions, just a quick inquiry on my part, Colin, and that is, all right, if you're dealing with a global or universal intelligence, alien or otherwise, how do you prove that? 
How do you find the nuts and bolts of that, or do you just have to believe? Uh, no, I, I think there's a middle, uh, a middle ground here, and I think it is uh, by sharing the information. The belief comes by, first of all, being able to imagine a, a situation, a scenario, an event, and then to have other individuals sharing their experiences, however outlandish and unbelievable, which is something I've had to do myself in recent years, share things that I've kept secret. And I've since had a return on that investment by people sharing their experiences with me. And so the reality of what's happening slowly changes and the reservoir of thinking changes with it. And so the belief comes from uh, understanding and believing that this is a broader problem than just your own. And so I think that evolution is, is where we head into uh, a new direction and where I think the book is, is actually having an impact, if I may say that myself, is that it's opening up a new kind of discussion. Not that nobody else has thought about this, not at all. I know you've done great work, especially on the UFO, uh, both of you. And, you know, you, you have an inquiring mind that will seek out the same kind of uh, data, uh, but bringing them together in a broad perspective and seeing how it works in politics, religion, and other subjects, we begin to see that we are evolving along a pathway. We are on a program that is not necessarily without some help or direction from uh, other places, good or bad. And I don't know whether it is necessarily heading towards a good place or a bad place, but I think it is our responsibility to attempt to make it a good place, you know, by trying to seek out in all of this information truth. And that's where I get to fall out majorly with our governments and and many others, you know, in the multinational companies, et cetera, et cetera. Truth is a very important ingredient. It takes us to a better well, place. I'll say. Yeah. That's yeah, huge. I mean, you know, it takes us to a better place. And and so, you know, it, 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 I think extraterrestrial, in this piece of the equation, uh, we can guess whether it's extraterrestrial, but it's certainly extra-human. I will put my name on that as I have with the book. Okay. I'm very confident that uh, there's a helping hand here. One, one thing that I, I noticed early on in the book is the observation that many of these formations when you see them on the ground, you don't realize how they they appear to be interacting with the environment, uh, location of, of uh, supposed ley lines, Roman roads, um, uh, standing stone formations. And I'm, it's always kind of puzzled me why that particular part of the world, why the Wilshire area, which is highly concentrated uh, uh, for the crop circle phenomenon, why there in southern England? Uh, have you given any thought of why this Besides Doug and Dave getting out there, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's who, who, by the way, you point out, they didn't even realize why they were doing some of these early circles. Uh, they would look no. at each other and go, why are we out here? Uh, yeah, great. You've covered a lot of ground there, but, and you yeah, clearly have know, read but, the book. But it's it's the, the, the actual location itself. Uh, yeah. Can you address that? Yeah, well, yes, I'll, I'll certainly attempt to. I mean, a lot of thought being put to this because, it, you know, after all, it's correlations that one always looks for in, in the data. And here, if you have something, that were, an area where you're getting 90% of the world's total reports, good and bad, real and hoax, uh, then there's something there that uh, we need to understand. Uh, and where I would go with that is there are several things. Archaeological sites are predominant in that area. 
that may or may not be connected with it, but it has a spiritual component. It has a component of man's investment in his mind. They were not constructed for no reason. You know, these are mammoth undertakings. Stonehenge, the stones, uh, 80 tons brought from area miles away. Uh, This is not a small task. You know, you're building the largest man-made pyramidal mound at Silbury Hill, the largest uh, archaeological site, uh, a monolithic stone structure of Avebury, all in that same area. These are not small undertakings. Why were they put there? Well, it's it's a separate question, but that is a correlation in the data. Another correlation is that there are vast quantities of water that are moving underground in the chalk strata, the geostrata that actually uh, consumes and absorbs large quantities of water. That's pretty unique to our planet. Uh, There there are not many places that that have a geostructure. But here's the other one, and I think it's probably the most significant. This came out also, incidentally, at the Utah range, the Skinwalker books written about Robert Bigelow's work. You know, took a team there. I was invited to be part of that team at one point. But they discovered the same thing as we've discovered. Here we have an area that appears to be a Stargate kind situation, some kind of placement of an interface between dimensions where the most inexplicable and unknown happens, uh, most of which is not understood at all. Only that there's a place in the sky where these objects appear. There are animals that have never been seen before anywhere else at any other time. The Native Americans knew about them here and in back in England, the Celts uh, constructed sites would seem perhaps to mark those locations. And Silbury Hill, and I'll terminate this point here, but Silbury Hill uh, is an archaeological site, a major one, where absolutely countless Uh, high strangeness events occur, including UFO, ET, crop circles, vehicles with dying engines, animals that are seen that have never been seen before. So you have very striking similarities, and that might be why we're getting the interaction with humans too uh, in that specific area. I am aware, incidentally, that the U.S. government and U.K. um, governments uh, have been actively involved in their own research of that area. Maybe when you've got a few more minutes, I could if you wanted to expand upon that. All right, so we have to clarify this here. Other than the areas where crop circles are seen in the U.K., what about the U.S.? What about South America? What about other parts of the world? Do we see them there at all? Yes, we do. We, we, we see them in many, many countries, but the volume has not been enough really, I think, to etch out the drawing, the painting, if you like. This is the example I will give you. In America, in the, um, in New York, uh, New York State, uh, Herkimer, um, and in other states too, there are less events, but they are hot spots. They're hot spots with a few events. There are not enough events to give us what it is we might be looking for, in other words, the patterning in that area uh, where they perhaps will occur, and I think they probably will at some point in the future. In southern England, because, uh, you know, there is this, um, of course, it's a small island, uh, there's a conglomeration of activity in the past related to the archaeological sites and has been duplicated and mirrored by the crop circle phenomena. Now, here we have a large volume, over 2,000 reports. I've got 2,500 now in the database here. I mean, hundreds appearing. It peaked and it's dropping away, dramatically dropping away right now. But here, here we have enough data, enough locations 
to see that they're forming a pattern and that there is a very a precise geometry that has been etched out for us over the last 30 years that actually forms an equilateral triangle in the landscape around about 40, it's actually 41 and a half miles uh, radius from Stonehenge. I've got a question that might, uh, that might relate to this. Obviously, we're going to get into talking about science, the work of W.C. Levengood and BLT Research, some of the early scientific work that has been done to try to determine if we can differentiate between the man-made circles and the ones that are truly high-strange. This, this is a question that comes from Technomage T uh, at forum.theparacast.com, and he wants to know if we know of any technologies developed by humans, number one, that have the potential to create crop circles other than the old-fashioned board and, and uh, string, and have there been any additional uh, scientific progress identifying the cause of crop circles? Um, Levengood mentioned uh, plasma vortices, that sort of thing. Where do you come down on the science of this? Let's hold that okay. answer till our next segment, okay? okay? Owen Andrews joins Gene and Chris. Lots more questions to be answered. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. My name is Frank Bates, and I got a confession to make. Just a few days ago, FEMA went directly to my supplier and tried to buy my entire stockpile of high-quality survival food. It sounds crazy, but I'll show you the exact letter they sent in a minute. Revealing FEMA's plot could land me in hot water, but I think you deserve to know exactly what they're doing. Go to FEMAHatesThis.com to see undeniable video proof that the government is on the hunt for as much survival food as they can grab in 24 hours. 
Be warned, it's really disturbing because the fact is FEMA must know something we don't. Go to FEMAHatesThis.com to see why survival food is the number one item to hoard right now and why supplies are so low or even completely sold out already at many stores across America. Do it now because I don't know how long it will be online, so go to FEMAHatesThis.com while you can. That's FEMAHatesThis.com. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Oh, this is fascinating. It really is. We're enjoying the presence of Colin Andrews for the first time on the Paracast. He'll be back. If even just to answer all the questions we have, Chris posed the first one at the end of our previous segment. Colin, what's your response? Well, uh, coming uh, to the sciences now, the scientific work that's being done, you know, as, I, as I've mentioned, I'm an electrical engineer myself, so my bias has been to what I know, electrical engineering. So the first thing that I was involved in, apart from gathering the data of the placement of these things, the dimensions, their alignments to magnetic north, uh, you know, is, is, is where I was coming from initially. I did the uh, uh, magnetometer uh, tests in these and showed that a small number of them, the more simple ones, once again, we come back to that, showed that there were magnetic anomalies, sometimes as much as 300% increase in the magnetic field and patterning in those measurements, the actual design of the circle itself. That's an astounding fact, and it has only actually happened. It's been measured in a, in a small number um, of designs. And so that's one scientific result which has still to be worked with, uh, fully evaluated, fully understood. That's part one. Part two, I'm not a biologist, and this is, uh, I'm being very careful how I'm setting myself up here, because this is a very controversial area, and I know you've had Nancy Talbot on your program, and, uh, you know, BLT Leavenwood work has been there. It's a large body of work. I happen to be, uh, and it is regrettable because it has caused friction, you know, amongst us. Not anything I've taken up personally, but um, it has been kind of thrown back at me personally, which is kind of difficult to deal with because in the public domain, and I'm, you know, I didn't ask to become a public figure, but I've kind of become one in this subject arena. Uh, it's a difficult area. Now, I, the body of work must speak for itself and its representatives will represent it as a body of work. What I know is that I placed 
many plant samples to University Sheffield uh, biologists uh, years before Levengood received his own, uh, which was from my team. But Pat Delgado sent the first ones uh, from some of the early designs we were looking at, which excited him, uh, mystified him with his work. Uh, there were changes at the cellular level, that there were results there that, that he felt were um, not natural uh, in the sense of, you know, not natural vortices, meteorological or otherwise, um, and perhaps even a plasma, electrified uh, plasma being involved by low levels of microwave. Well, this is where it becomes uh, controversial, except my, my part of this is that I was informed by the team that had worked with me and actually were still working with me uh, to a small degree, who had become the samplers in Great Britain, plant samplers for BLT. Well, they felt, because they weren't happy with the results they were seeing, they didn't seem to satisfy them, because they thought strongly that what they saw under their feet were man-made. Uh, not in every case, I'm just saying that in some cases where they felt they were looking at man-made, they saw tracks, they saw damage to plants uh, and other evidence that they thought, well, I think this has been made by people. But nonetheless, their obligation was to send these plants samples and inside these areas to uh, Levingood, uh, Mr. Levingood, which they did. And when the results came back on a few occasions uh, that they were amongst the best results he had seen and almost certainly created by, uh, you know, this plasma, they became even less happy. So they effectively did a blind, a double blind, which has really put me personally in, in the deepest part of the water because I felt the results that came back from that double blind was important for all of us to know, all of us to share, because it was at that time that we were hanging a very major hat on the BLT hook that here was a definitive scientific uh, result that differentiated between the real and the man-made. When, in fact, the samplers themselves, and they let me in on uh, some of these blind tests that they were carrying out, I became uh, a, a quiet bystander to the blind testing process that was going on, and I became astounded. You know, even when I was filming farmers saying, well, that was over there was caused by heavy rain we had last night, and the samples would be sent and come back as a, a, an amazing result, I became less and more and more disillusioned, and I, I, rightly or wrongly, I mean, it was never anything personal. I actually like and admire a man in science that comes forward, because I know what there is to be lost, you know, in subjects like this. But the result had to be stated, and I stated it, and that was the beginning of a very significant rift between uh, the Levingwood BLT camp uh, and myself personally. But I've given that to you as honestly as I can give it, and maybe if you have you know, Nancy back or somebody at some future time, you'll hear another side perhaps. But that's the best I can give to you, that I do question whether we have a definitive, very important result uh, on the plant analysis. I do not think we do. That is my view. When you crush plants under feet, plants react differently. There's never been reason to test and evaluate to this level plants that have been crushed by feet. Right. Uh, it just simply hasn't been done until now. And so I think we could be looking at, at an important result that when a plant is stressed, it says, I'm dying, my species is in trouble, and it does things to protect itself and to safeguard the future generation. 
in a heavy drought, apples will form in multitude, and all other fruit will too, because it's saying, I'm in trouble, we need to survive, let's put out the seeds as much as we can do for the next year. Anyway, that's my result. Well, well that, you know, that's a really interesting point, because I remember Nancy and Levengood scratching their heads when they were told that they'd been hoaxed, that the, the kinds of results that they were finding that they felt were legitimate, high-strange results, were being found in hoax circles. So you bring up a really interesting possible rationale for those sort of physiological changes to be observed and, and documented. Now, this is the Paracast, and we, we kind of dig a little bit here, and I, I really do have to ask this ne- next question. Uh, it's partially comes from Gogs Mackay, one of our administrators at forum.theparacast.com, but the psychic Robert uh, Vanderbroek from Holland uh, recently... <laughs> I thought we were going to go there. A a fairly (laughs) unbelievable uh, channeling that he did from the the recently departed uh, Pat Delgado, who's a a dear friend of yours, with some sort of message for you that really kind of blew up into a tempest in a teapot. Uh, Why don't you give our listeners just a a real quick thumbnail sketch of that and where you come down? Yeah, and it it, it will not be an extensive response because uh, here I have to show uh, much more respect than has been shown on the internet for my deceased friends. And it was more than Pat Delgado, you know, it was Paul Vike, it was, it was David, and, uh, you know, even Doug Bauer. So this is a, a very, uh, kind of serious situation because families and their memories of their loved ones has been affected, uh, by statements made surrounding Robert Vandenbroek. I have spoken to Robert. I, have to uh, say that I have not been able technically to resolve, uh, nor has anybody else, I don't think, what's happening around Robert, but I don't wish to get further involved in a quagmire of many claims related to people who I loved and respected and their families too. So that's where I come down. It is a very big subject in of itself and, yes, seemed to be uh, a mysterious one. Colin Andrews joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call? 
and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. An e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a Vapriate at LaSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LaSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. That's the sound of a 44 Magnum and Trauma Max. A high-tech hybrid Kevlar bulletproof vest from InfidelBodyArmor.com will stop it and most pistol rounds. Trauma Max is a major breakthrough in pistol-rated body armor and prices start at just $170 per insert. More protection, more stopping power, more mobility, and it weighs less than 5 pounds. Get details at InfidelBodyArmor.com. That's I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Seventy, author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. I'll tell you what, we had a big dust-up with Nancy over this Robert Vandenbroek issue. Yeah, I'd rather bet. not get into any more of it. There's a large thread, a couple, I think, in our forums at forum.theparacast.com. The shows are in our archives. Reach your own decisions. Chris, we've got many thousands of questions to get through. Let's try a few more. <laughs> Boy, we do. Uh, I must say, Colin, I've been doing the show for over three years now, and I've never seen so many questions for a guest uh, that we've had on the show. And that's a, a testament to uh, people's interest in your very fine work, uh, groundbreaking you. pioneering work, I might add. Well, Gogs Mackay has another question for you, and this is one that I wanted to ask, too. You know, you mentioned there have been almost 2,500 crop formations. Uh, you, you've seen many of the famous ones, Barbary Castle, the Julia set, I could go on and on. What was the single most interesting crop circle you ever investigated and why? Great question. Uh, of the many, I think it's certainly a couple of thousand, and most of them in southern England, that I've traveled the world to see others, you know, in Japan and 
and the outback of Australia, etc., etc. This might be a surprising um, reply answer to some of the listeners. The most intriguing was a single circle in 1986, I believe. That's all it was. It was a, a single circle in the landscape, well away from the beaten ground and public access areas, although it, it was, um, you know, a farmer's field, not anything that most people would see. And this circle was different because from the air, it had what was a very clear uh, spiral, but it was it, what we've seen in all circles before and everyone since is that you can tell the direction of the spiral clockwise or counterclockwise from the air by its patterning. But here we had one. It, it appeared to be a clockwise spiraling arm. The um, arc of the, the spiral was clockwise from the air, and yet at ground level, the plants were coming from the perimeter into the center on that, that arc. Uh, it, it had also along uh, each of those veins that form that spiral um, interwoven sinusoidal sine waving plaiting of the plants. It's the best way I can describe it over uh, over the radio like this. It was absolutely extraordinary. I spent a lot of time there with the farmer. I was joined by uh, Dr. Terence Meaden, head of the Tornado and Storm Research Organization in Britain, and uh, we spent together a lot of time looking at that. That was one pattern that has stood out, a pattern of plant flattening uh, that has stood out among, amongst all of them uh, in its simplest form. But I think to this day, it's, it's even conceivable, I think, that that was much more UFO energy field related than crop circle in the true crop circle sense was. Yeah, interesting. And, and also, I think it's uh, an interesting exercise to look at the patterning of complexity and, and how those original circles in the 70s um, may have been Doug and Dave or, or whomever, but we see at Cheesefoot Head in 86 the first real pattern of complexity, which was a ring around a simple circle um, that really, to me, indicated the first real amount of complexity. And I'm, I'm holding a book here by Michael Glickman called Corn Circles, which does exactly that. It leads the reader through the actual patterning of complexity in the first 10 years of the crop circle phenomenon. This book was given to me by Lawrence Rockefeller, actually, and I, I treasure this book because of its simplicity and, and how you can really get a visual sense of how these formations have uh, become more and more complex uh, over the years. And one thing I, I must point out is 1986 is when mad cow disease broke out in the uh, cattle herds uh, in southern England. So uh, I... I think that there's a correlation there that I talked to you about back in 99. I think I kind of freaked you out yeah. with that. that. We have an interesting correlation of crop circles emerging and becoming more complex as mad cow disease is slowly spreading around uh, England. Yes, and it was also, to add to that uh, that mix, that rather uh, intriguing mix, was also the year when uh, Pat uh, Busty Taylor, the light aircraft pilot, still involved today, incidentally. It's only he and I from the original team that's still involved. But we stood in a field next to one of those circles you're referring to with a single ring, and nearby to our right was the next development that appeared a few days later, a circle with two rings, and we observed that, as we had done in previous visits in, in that area, that where you had a circle 
with a single and then a double ring that they were in balance. In other words, the flow would be clockwise in one and counter in the other, that we were looking at at an entity, not an entity, but a, a 2D representation of something in equilibrium, something in balance. We made that comment, you know, to one another to find the very next day, and this was, again, it's, it's in the book because it, it runs a thread that runs through a lot of this. It was as if something was like a parrot on your shoulder, listening and, and observing, knowing where you're going with your thought process. And the next one to appear showed us that there wasn't that level of consistency and that the, the law of physics that we were looking at uh, it, it did not comply uh, or it need not apply uh, to this subject because the next one appeared with three and they were all in the same direction. This is kind of a game that seems to uh, have developed, you know, in, in the subject. So, you know, it, there are so many pieces to this. You know, you really do have to kind of step back, slow it down because you, you, the, you the pieces are many. It's like, there's the patterning that you've referred to in the book, Michael Glickman's book, and in other, other books too. There's the patterning, can you make out a message? Where's it evolving from A to Z? What does it mean? Well, in that question, you also have to have, which ones are showing us, which are the real ones? Which of those that we can prove are not man-made? Where are the ones that are man-made? Is that a separate route that we're taking to the same uh, right. conclusion? Yeah, good point. Uh, on and on and on. You know, there's a lot of a lot of this. And where does the science come in uh, to it at the same time? I broke away. I'll terminate on this. I broke broke away my own specific focus of research in 2000, the year that we after we spoke on the phone, and felt that I I was obliged to do it and break away into the into the study of consciousness because that did seem to me to be the correlation between the man-made and that we couldn't decipher because there was a consistency in the information that, that was being communicated. And so consciousness, that is, appears to be the guiding force here, is where I kind of uh, then placed my focus. Well, that leads me to another question uh, from one of our listeners at forum.theparacast.com, one of our posters, Son of a Skunk. He asks, crop circle designs are often referred to as having very complex mathematical properties. Has there ever been an attempt to place all of these properties into a computer, put these formations into a computer, and see what comes out? I don't know exactly how you would do that because there are different family types. Um, that I'm sure there will be somebody who will come forward and show me how, and you know that, that's great. But I don't know how that would be done because you know you look at the designs and you see by evaluating what it is we think we know about them. Some we have no idea what they are. They're simply patterns, like somebody uh, throwing the paint off of your paintbrush and just randomly thrown around the the, the paper. I mean, there's just no, no regime, no construct. That you could work with, but others do create uh, family types. You know, as you were saying there, you know, some some are nature's mathematics, some are fractal designs, the Julia set, and, and these other hands of, of fractal and chaos theory. You know, others are astronomical units, others are animals, a DNA. Uh, electromagnetic components of one sort or another. And so you could only, I think, break those down and to feed family types forward and perhaps mm -hmm. suggest an outcome on a computer. But I don't know how you would input all of them uh, into one cohesive program to know what they are spelling out.
So you would have to break them down into their type, basically. Is I what think you're so. Saying. Yeah. I think so. And break them down into mathematical ratios. Uh, that I think is a valid suggestion. Uh, this was something. Uh, the starting point for that has probably already happened, and that was when Professor Gerald Hawkins down in Washington, D.C., um, head of astronomy at University Boston, uh, he and I were working together back in the early 80s. We'll have the rest of that answer on the other side. The book is On the Edge of Reality from Colin Andrews and Cynthia Andrews. You're on with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Welcome back to Secrets to Saving. Jen, you're saving $300 a month. What's your secret? Sam, I called the National Mortgage Connection. They connected me with a great lender who refinanced my home loan into a much lower rate. Plus, they didn't charge me any closing costs. No escrow fees, no origination fee, and no credit report fee. Let's go to Chuck now. I called National Mortgage Connection, too. I also refinanced into a lower rate, and now I'm saving around $3,000 a year. And they refinanced me even though I was underwater on my mortgage. It's no secret that a lower interest rate means a lower payment, which means you save money. And saving is sexy. With record low rates, you've got to call NMC now. They're a referral service that connects homeowners with a pre-screen lender offering no closing cost loans. And you can refi even if you're underwater. Call 866-507-2055. American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed-saving instructions and ships same day. Plus, all orders over $49 ship free. MyPatriotSupply.com is American-owned by patriots like you, passionate about freedom and preparedness. Call now, 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at MyPatriotSupply.com. Choose the original. Choose the Survival Seed Vault at MyPatriotSupply.com. For health, 
and vitality for you, your family, and friends, get the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, as recommended by registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs. If you're a junk food junkie, getting on the Healthy Star Pack is one of the best ways to wean yourself off of processed snack foods and start putting good nutrition in your body. If you have a loved one who's dealing with heart disease or any health challenge, the Healthy Star Pack makes a great gift. If you have a grandparent or a parent in a nursing home, you will be amazed at the difference a once-a-day dose of the Healthy Star Pack will make in your loved one's energy levels, in their memory, in their mood, and in their general outlook on life. Give the gift of optimal health to your loved ones and order the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Order today. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We don't want to forget the rest of the response to that question. Colin Andrews, continue, please. Well, uh, Professor Gerald Hawkins down in Washington, D.C., head of astronomy at University Boston, uh, he looked at the circles we had. He felt a good starting point for this was to look at those that we have recorded pre-contamination. In other words, pre the time when Doug and Dave uh, came forward and claimed to be responsible for making many of them. Uh, these were printed in our first book, Circular Evidence, which became um, an international best-selling book which, of course, was pleasing, but it got an aid to a lot of people. And in that book, we, I think, off the top of my head, I haven't got it in front of me, there were something like 18 designs that we spoke about. We uh, reported on people's experiences, uh, UFO experiences, many of them. This is the important piece. We gave dimensions, accurate dimensions and, and placements in southern England. He went to work on that. And what he found was that more than three-quarters of them, I believe it was 11 out of 18, came up with consistent ratios. That is, if you square the circle, in the case I think Chris was making, of circle with a ring, circle with two rings, well, square the circle, then square the first ring and square the second. And the ratios that exist between those three elements squared and compare them to other designs in circular evidence, the very first book written on the subject, You, he found there was a consistency of diatonic ratios. These are the same ratios in the musical scale. The, these are the black notes on the, the, the piano in the Western musical system. So that if you have C as, I think, 297 hertz, an audible frequency, and you press the adjacent note, to it, the ratio that exists between those sound frequencies is the same that existed one element to another in the crop circles in southern England between 1981, when the first of the team got involved and measured them, through to the publication of circular evidence in 1989. So there is a mathematical starting point uh, for that very intriguing question that was asked, uh, I think, on your blog site. And just to say in conclusion, it was that result, uh, Professor Hawkins' result, that fascinated Queen Elizabeth, the scientific advisor at, at the time, also scientific advisor to the uh, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher during the time that I was sending reports to them, because his comment was to us personally that if this is so, and this applies globally 
then we have an international conspiracy. And that <laughs> simply is not feasible, as it stood <laughs> right back in 1989. Wow. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question from Psychedelic Alchemist. And as a little aside before I mention this, I happened to be on the phone. Um, I spoke with Lawrence Rockefeller's right-hand man, Henry Diamond, who replaced George Lamb back in, I think it was 98. He had just was getting himself up to speed on Lawrence's affairs. And he asked me, kind of out of exasperation almost, uh, he says, why is Lawrence so interested in crop circles? Doesn't he realize that it's probably British intelligence doing these things from space? You and I both know that, Chris. And I was like, we do? <laughs> I, th I thought it was a, a very interesting aside coming from wow. someone so uh, highly placed. But that leads yeah. me to the question by Psychedelic Alchemist. Are governments around the world purposely trying to cover up the crop circle phenomenon? Or are any government agents behind these designs? And if so, what, what could their purpose be? Well, that is a very big question. I could go into a thousand, uh, a thousand directions with this one. Uh, <laughs> we well, got some pretty, uh, uh, pretty good, good listeners out there. Very good. Very intelligent questions. Uh, very probing. Uh, I would say first that uh, it, it is not my belief that any government, uh, British included, um, uh, uh, are responsible for constructing crop circles, not from uh, airborne technology. The reason that I say that is that um, airborne technology capable of um, this kind of uh, manipulation of plants, and we're looking at microwave here, low levels microwave beamed uh, from above, have to have a forward momentum, a velocity, a forward momentum to actually not only, of course, soften plants and to influence their stability, but to actually place them into a design. This is capable, of, to some degree, in a microwave oven, traditional microwave oven, but you kill the plant. They're heated, they die. Um, and also, I've spoken firsthand to witnesses in the farming community, landowners, uh, in and around military facilities and way, of, uh, way outside of those facilities, who had these things in the 40s, actually one in 1923-24, um, hard evidence, uh, 1946, 47, we don't know of the technology of, capable of doing this, uh, even by the military at that time. And so, and, and you know, they have plenty of grounds where they can experiment with these kind of things without putting them, uh, you know, right alongside major highways and things like that. I don't actually think they're involved in this at all, but they most certainly are involved in, in, in infiltrating the crop circle fraternity, as they are the UFO fraternity, and other subjects that they know something about, but not everything about. Yeah. And that's another whole program. I've always said when it comes to UFOs and some you know paranormal-esque phenomena, which you could classify crop circles as, the more you yeah. know, the more confused you are. The governments definitely know more than we do. That's why they're that much more confused. I'm I'm pretty convinced of that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I quite agree. I, I quite agree. I mean, I've recently had, I don't think there's going to be time to go into detail, but I had, a, a, in the last uh, three years, had visitors to this house here where I'm talking to you now, 
uh, near New Haven in Connecticut, uh, a TV crew that who were different to any TV crew I have ever agreed to make, to do an interview with, high tech, talking over their systems to people in other control facilities somewhere, asking me questions that not only sounded different, they were being set up in certain ways. I took photographs of the vehicle and the people concerned. That surprised them, and I had a, a very unexpected and strange response. They were angry. They asked me what I was doing, and yet here they were in my home, uh, you know. Uh, and Anyway, long story short. Yeah, really, turnabout's fair play. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, absolutely right. I mean, the outcome of that was that I still have, thankfully, a few good contacts on the inside of some of these um, authorities, FBI and so on. And my, my information was that this was an asset building operation um, by United States intelligence. And for uh, the future, it, again, we're looking at future time here. It's, it's where is this going to run? What does this guy know? Can, how can we take him out or how can we use him? And that's what they were doing. That's my information, and I believe it. You know, anyway, that's as much as really I think to say about that. The governments are involved with all of this. Uh, they are in and around the UFO and other subjects, too, because the bottom line is where the, the research has not focused is in humanity itself. It's inside our minds. It's inside the program that runs us. When a pope says he's resigned because God told him to, when a, a a president goes to a fake war that he has produced because he was told to, when a guy goes out and makes a crop circle because he was told to, or leaves his home in Switzerland to look at a UFO over his head, these are all things that have a very striking similarity to them. And you know we're back to kind of in that realm of consciousness, which has no adequate definition. You know, consciousness is, as it says in the book, and please stop me if this is too long. It's, it's, it's just like uh, 30 seconds. Is Can I finish with that? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Go ahead. It, it, Believe know, me, this is great, great stuff. Well, thank you. But, I mean, you know, it, 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 this is where I think it is. There is no adequate definition for it. You know, the, the consciousness is the act of awareness. It is the substance of form and the force through which we experience life. It is personal. And it is collective. It directs us. It is carried on energy, and yet it is not energy. It is something beyond. When we extend our awareness and intent to use the force of our consciousness, we can manifest a change in our surroundings. We have to make our minds up. This is what I believe. This is where I think we are on this crossroads in all subjects right now, right this day. We have to make our minds up who we want to be before we can fully take advantage of the power which is available to each of us. And that comes down to truth and integrity and just the very things we're struggling to obtain from those in leadership. That's the crossroads on which we are and why it's important that we, just, we, we, we speak who we are, that we, we act out what we believe, that we step forward and make a difference. Being led, this is no time to be led. This is the time to lead our leaders. That's what I believe. Besides, yeah. we're at a time now where we don't even believe our leaders anymore. <laughs> Cohen Andrews right. joins us. The book is On the Edge of Reality. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast.
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. <coughs> but don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain. Normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the Winter Specials button to save on our natural cold and flu-fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have so many questions. I've never seen so many questions asked of a single guest as crop circle research pioneer Colin Andrews. The book is on the edge of reality, and we're going over the edge, I think, at times to try to figure out what's going on. Chris, what's our next question? Yeah, I I think it's a very apt title, Colin, really. It's very appropriate. Here's a question from OS Prime, which is a good one. It's one that I've uh, often thought about, and you're the perfect person to bounce this off of. My question for Mr. Andrews, hey, has there ever been any direct correlation or connection found from the actual designs themselves to, say, ancient text or manuscript lettering, like in biblical manuscript, or he uses the example of the, the Voynich manuscript? Do we have any sort of tie-in to ancient glyph forms or writing forms? There would be people who would claim that that is uh, so. I, I guess I don't hold too many of them in my head because I've I've lacked a little confidence in them. But what I would say, and this is not dodging the question, uh, there have been a range of designs that have suggested uh, that we were coming to kind of a, a period of chaos, you know, suggested in chaos theory and in those fractals that we have seen, that did uh, intrigue me enough to conduct a, a, a more than six-month 
investigation, which led to writing, incidentally, the Complete Idiot's Guide series of books on 2012, which I wrote with my wife, uh, Cynthia. And that was based upon a, a prophecy, and based upon not a language, but based upon you know, what was being suggested in the fields, and I, uh, 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 which I incidentally do have to say, I'm seizing my own opportunity here, is that when Hollywood and the media in general created the myth, they, a self-made myth of their very own, it wasn't anything to do with the Mayan people, which I think was extremely disrespectful of them, they put out the myth that this was, it was claimed to be the end of the world, which, which the Mayans them, themselves never said, nor did any leading researcher I ever spoke to say. This was Hollywood and the media. What actually happened, and it's not been given enough credit or discussion, is 2012 happened and is still happening, not tied to the date 21 December 2012, the end of a 25,000-year cycle where we had economic collapse, where you have 7 billion people, unsustainable food supply systems. When you look at global warming and climate change, and we now have a direction which science is confidently taking with it, even giving us a date of termination of life on Earth, if these things are not important, um, you know, in, in, in the cyclical sense, then they, they simply didn't see what 2012 was saying. So anyway, without uh, head, heading on with that, so I, 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 I was going somewhere else, which I've now forgotten. But uh, so there is, well, you, there is information. We were talking there. about any sort of tie-in with ancient script, uh, manuscript, glyphs, any sort of uh, conscious or, or otherwise uh, connection to the ancient okay. past. We yes, do have okay. we do have some tantalizing evidence that these formations are not a new phenomenon. That uh, back in the 15th and 16th century, we have mentions of a pretty famous woodcut of the devil, uh, the mowing devil. Uh, right. How about ancient uh, formations? Let's say in the Middle Ages. How far back can we document this phenomenon? Well, 1678, with some confidence, because you know it, it is uh, an etched wood carving which, which exists today, and um, you know which has a writing that goes with it. It comes from the you know from ancient uh, English um, folklore, 1678, where the mowing devil, as you rightly said, uh, given that name because the farmer relates to an orange ball of light coming down from the sky, a fiery red ball of light coming from the sky, and etching, um, cutting as he described it, hence its term, uh, a circle into his oak field. Well, that really isn't very different at all to what happened in 1976 when uh, Joyce Bowles and her uh, boyfriend, Ted uh, Pratt, also experienced an orange ball of light in the field where, as I was saying, the start of this clean sheet of paper, which became the crop circle subject, they had an abduction situation, which I won't repeat, a very, very, very similar situation um, played out. Well, you know, we did have a design. I think I should just mention this because we're looking at, uh, you know, clear kind of information on in some of these designs where we close to the radio telescope at uh, Chilbolton, which was very close to my uh, old home before I moved to the United States, um, you know, in my second marriage in 1990, was the, um, you know, a very uh, striking design, which was interpreted as a response to the Paracibo, um data that was sent out, uh, you know, from by, uh, by NASA and uh, those operating the system in computer language. 
uh, and again, I don't have the detail of that event right in front of me. I don't have the computers up, but but you know, quite convincing, quite convincing. But I I cannot say because we didn't throw scientists that I was working with at the time uh, onto that design, and I've not seen it published anywhere. Uh, the plant analysis, the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, other work that has been going on with other designs. I wish it had because that design held a lot of information. It would be great to know whether, you know, that whether we should be paying more attention to it um, than we have. You know, you've been talking about consciousness and the role of consciousness, not only in this particular uh, mysterious phenomenon, but other areas as well. And you know, I often wonder, looking at the crop circle community, where the suspension of disbelief ends and the kind of want want to believe uh, new age kind of vibe begins. Where where do you come down on some of the you know people touting uh, particular personal opinions and agendas relating to sacredness and kind of new age concepts? Just I'm just kind of curious because there there is. There is a sense of consciousness and uh, and some sort of collective potentially consciousness or com- compulsion uh, for individuals. Yeah. But then we have this this whole belief thing, almost a religious uh, belief that's sprung up around these these uh, wonderful uh, artworks. Where do you come yeah. down on, on where we should have that line? Well, uh, where I come down uh, is uh, through absolute thorough uh, experience <laughs> because I've traveled that road. Uh, you know, when I first became involved, uh, there were four of us looking at empty fields uh, only there with the farmers. This grew to hundreds and then thousands and became a global known mystery. And uh, out of this, from that single piece of paper we were talking about there as an analogy in 1976, all of the pieces came together. These were researchers. These were the political people. These, this is the infiltration of uh, intelligence community. This is every type of human being you could imagine, from the dowsers to the religious to the non-believers. They're all there. And what is it offered us was a unique window into humanity because from the beginning to the end, we see how it works. And in how it works, there is always the desire uh, with some people, but not everybody's the same, to have something they can hold the crutch, to hold on to that crutch, to hold that anchor. And that usually entails a religion. This has all of the ingredients of it. If you see something which is mysterious and you're stood in a wonderful landscape of central southern England, which it is, it's a beautiful place, one has the air of a spiritual uh, quality. And so, you know, here, here's the ingredients. It comes together because it's talking to you. And at some level, that is what it's doing, of course. The landscape does. Nature does. It, it, it's what living's all about. And then when you see there's a message and there's patterning, there is a purpose, there is a mind, it's even more religious. And then right. you can start calling it names. Where I come down is that we failed ourselves because we allowed the desire to have something else creating all of this, we failed to acknowledge the truth in it. And when evidence was offered, and supporting strong evidence, powerful evidence, even by people making some of them, showing the crop circle fraternity, those that wanted to not only believe themselves, but encourage everybody else to believe, it was all real in the religious sense because, and here we go, money was involved. You have here 
also not just in uh, spiritualism. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I mean, the British government played right into that part of it. Colin Andrews joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Hi, this is Gary Cooper with Midas Resources Gold and Silver. Government shutdown, inept politicians, entitlements, looming Obamacare. The death of the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency is what nobody wants to acknowledge. We have a debt bubble that cannot be paid and will eventually crash the dollar. If you're concerned about keeping your money, why not consider storing your wealth in gold and silver? Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130. Together, we'll discuss your options of buying gold and silver. Again, the global elite have plans for your money, and it doesn't include you. So call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130, and we'll discuss your options of buying precious metals. Also, I can send you information on how you can roll over your IRA or 401k into a precious metal IRA. Again, don't get caught with money in your account when the dollar crashes. Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237. Three seven extent to one thirty. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds. Just pay shipping right now at one two three freeseeds dot com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non genetically modified super seeds that are open pollinated and can be grown harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terraganics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. 
Order Pro EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro EM1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The British government had a part of it? Hmm. Colin Andrews, explain. Well, the British government, the British Tourist Board, I wanted their cut of the cake, too. I mean, industries that grew out of this, let me not leave myself out of this. I'll insert myself as I talk this point through for just a second. The tourist board, of course, wanted as many people coming to visit crop circles as possible because they all had to stay somewhere. They all had to eat and shop and travel and fly. You know, and all these things were happening, and the byproduct of having large numbers of visitors, like a mass pilgrimage to southern England, which I partly created, incidentally, because, you know, I'm one of, in fact, probably the most significant name. I'm not not patting myself on the back. I've been there from the beginning, and they're very public, most of the television documentaries and programs, books, and so on. So I'm in here. uh, You know, I am in this equation. uh, But, you know, one has to fess up for... How far down this road could your conscience possibly allow you to go? If, for example, you produce a book, and like I say, I have two, the, the one that clashed with my change in direction because I was reacting to what I was given, which was the level of hoaxing that broke the myth of spiritual, you know, of the religion that was in here. This book, which was Crop Circle Signs of Contact, was published at the same time as the Signs movie, which I was an advisor to Mel Gibson's movie on. And, of course, these things come out at the same time. I knew that when I was announcing to the world around about the time, just after the time we spoke on the telephone, that I was about to chop my own feet off because I'm going to be (laughs) announcing to the world these are man-made and I've just published a book uh, on the same subject. But a lot of people can't do it. They simply can't go that route. And when they're shown, you know, the reality of what's going on, they will fight you to the death rather than concede that we've been taken in. In being taken in, we were throwing away out of that bath the guys that had equally a part of the equation, an important part of the subject. Yeah, that's a really good point because people, once they get that, that sense of, of wonder that evolves into almost a religious uh, or a spiritual uh, longing, the last thing they want to hear is that they're being delusional, especially around uh, you know the religious uh, subject. Uh, it's a real touchy area. And people really tend to overreact. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've often wondered is how the farmers, the poor farmers in that region, especially in the, the, the most heavily impacted region, how do they feel about this? I know some of them really are not happy. The Magic Basket Formation, for instance, which I thought was one of the most amazing ones, was cut down within a matter of a couple of hours by yeah. a very angry farmer. What yeah. sort of uh, evolution of thinking do we see or, or reaction do we see in the farming community there? 
Well, it certainly started in our early days where the farmers, uh, you know, were uh, p- proud. I think it's, I think the church is proud to have them in their field. They would kind of start boasting between their neighbors that they've had a crop circle in the sense of, you know, uh, I've got to be special somehow because my field was chosen. They were involved. I mean, I, 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 most of those guys became my friends. They would send me updates as and when they discovered them. Their families uh, would come to the presentations. They would push me on to contacts. They were involved. They had their own views. Many, most of them were convinced that there was nothing natural about this. And anybody that knows the farming community, these are real people. They'll tell you bluntly what they think, good or bad. So that's how it began. As it evolved and changed for us, in, in, in our realization that not all of this was uh, kosher, it changed for the farming community because they felt that now they were being abused. They were being made fun of. Now That's they were exciting. having a nuisance. You know, because they, they, they lose were money now, when these crops are flattened. I mean, this is not, you know, this is uh, dollars right. and cents. Or, That's or right. Or pounds, looking, I should say, in farthings. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it, yes, it's money. It's money, and and it's ha- and it's safety. You know, it's overlooked by a lot of people, and to people that visit too, it's overlooked. And I was a firefighter for 15 years in that area, so I can tell you again from experience that when you have a, a cigarette end dropped in a ripened field like that, fire spreads. Fast. I've had to run with my own life several times. Many of the guys do. Unless you're equipped with hoses and a fire appliance, you know, right alongside you, it's a very dangerous environment to be in. And that's the responsibility of the farmers. When they have hundreds of people stood in a field looking in the middle, it's a half a mile to get out. That's a half a mile for fit people to run fast. And when I'm talking about fast, if you have a windy day, you're looking at the possibility of losing a lot of people. So, you know, there's a lot to consider, and these guys are up to their ears with it now. The level of hoaxing, which they've been convinced of, you know, um, was shown through some of my work and other people's work. They have seen the recent television documentaries of people making them. We've had Undercover, Lawrence Rockefeller funded some of that, you know, filming people making them. And so their attitudes has changed. They are now angry. And, you know, we've even had, as you probably know, I think, now, what is it, three years ago, you know, when a, a farmer with a, a loaded gun fired over right. the tops of the heads of researchers. Uh, that's a court case, um, you know, which perhaps I'm not uh, best equipped to, to comment upon. But that's the level of anger you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's gone from very cooperative, um, nice community to, you know, just keep, please keep out of my field. Yeah, maybe that's why we're seeing a, a gradual reduction in the number of circles being reported. Uh, I think this last year was uh, there was quite a reduced level of uh, yeah. activity, you know, in relation to to past years. Well, one of the things that's always puzzled me is these balls of light that are fairly consistently reported uh, from time to time as being somehow involved in the creation of these circles. Of course, some of us remember the infamous Oliver's Castle footage uh, of what appears <laughs> yeah. to be two balls of light creating a crop circle, which was later debunked. And then later, uh, there was some question of whether it should have been debunked. Where do you come down on that particular footage and the role of these balls of light? Well, I was uh, uh, sought out by the person who, um, I'll just start with Oliver's Castle, 
um, I, 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 again, I spent six months or so very, very uh, intensively, uh, specifically involved in that investigation. I was sought out by the person who filmed it, a claim to have filmed it, I think is, is the way I should put it, um, a John uh, Whaley. That was what, who he said he was at the time. Later research found him to be John Wabe, W-A-B-E. He sought me out. I went with um, Cynthia as my witness uh, to meet him in a pub, shown the footage through his actual camera, and was very impressed with it. He offered that film to be loaned to me for research, and it, it was researched. There was later, and I'm stepping through a lot of stuff here, but it was later... I engaged, again, through Lawrence Rockefeller's funding uh, in that period to employ undercover agencies to look into it. Because, as you rightly say, or I will say, that it was very impressive. Uh, it showed orbital flight supposedly making, two orbital flights supposedly making an intricate crop design. Well, if that was for real, then of course that was the biggest breakthrough that we yet had. So we had to put, uh, invest a lot of effort into establishing that fact. We have Colin Andrews joining Gene and Chris for two more segments. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com an e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a vapriate at LaSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LaSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. 
Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. Well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. Order at HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking Heart and Body Extract. Details at HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have Colin Andrews joining us. The book is On the Edge of Reality, written with his wife, Cynthia Andrews. So in doing a project like this, you basically do the research and she does the writing or what? Well, this one book, well, actually three books, I guess, that we have done together. Um, the research is, is, is almost, you know, entirely mine. Cynthia is the writer. Um, I am not a writer, so she is the writer of this book. And I think it's an excellent one. But she has a major hand. She's a, not only a very intelligent person, but she's had her own experiences. She's a naturopathic physician and uh, has a real input with ideas and thoughts also. So that's how we kind of spread our input into the book. But um, on the Oliver's Castle footage, I engaged through Lawrence Rockefeller's funding uh, undercover people, professionals, who had access to... Um, intelligence systems that I did not have. They infiltrated the family of this person who claimed to have made this film and also the company we he worked for. This was a video editing production suite in Bath, England, where that footage, I am totally confident, having been shown all of the data and the footage, and indeed acknowledgement from the people concerned who manufactured it, uh, this was uh, a hoax. Uh, perpetrated to confuse the research community and also at the same time to make um, as much money as possible. They were hoping that I would go running with it 
and the television companies would pay a lot of money to run the footage. They later made footage, which has been offered, and I have seen a copy of it, from Nippon Television Japan, showing that they also, how they manufactured that footage. I do know that who, who, and, you know, the background as to why this has been brought back up again, and that it is not a fraud for this reason or that reason, that one frame has got designs on it. There are technical explanations for it. I'm not the guy to talk to about that. But I can tell you from the agencies that looked at it, it absolutely was manufactured in Bath, England. Do you have a sense of what proportion of these things are just frauds? The circles or the orbs? Let's go with both. Well, with the crop circles, things have changed since, uh, since you know, we threw everything at it. Um, looking at the housing specifically during you know, 99, year 2000 in England alone, those percentages then were 80 man-made, 20 unresolved. I think today I would, um, and this is a guess based upon what I'm looking at, uh, you know, in the data that I'm, I continue to receive here, I would go as far as to say that the vast majority, probably more than 90%, uh, are made by people and I could put names on many, 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 many of them. Where the mystery is, I, I, I feel to bring it back to here. I'm not avoiding the question, uh, and I'll give you more information um, on it. But I do think it's very important to keep in mind, it's so easy to cloud over, the fact that where I think the effort should be put now is in this intelligent component because it relates to both of them. If I said to you now, 98%, 98% are made by people, that not only shuts the audience off, because who wants to be spending their time on nonsense? You know, there's a lot of important things happening in our world. Critical things are happening in our world. But if I were to say to you, which I am, that 98% are made by people who are being influenced to make them, now that's a different ball game, a very different ball game. And 100%, 100% of the theater that has been set in motion since 1976 needs to be thoroughly researched for the intelligent component because once that is cracked or even the perception that it is not under total control of the mind function of people involved in these component parts of making them or researching them and when we establish that as i was saying earlier that you know your pop stars your ministers your your political leaders your religious ministers all of these people are living in in an environment of, of a paradigm that is experiencing the same thing. Uh, unless they realize it and fess up to it and have something to bounce it off of, that we do have in the crop circle fraternity because it's been a limited period and the UFO fraternity too, you know, there is no difference, as I was saying, that where you could meditate for, request, visualize. The visualization process that Stephen Greer does, for example, he's not alone. He's one person. But many, and, and you know, I've done my own stuff, with this, to if I'm talking nonsense, I'll stop right there. You I just know, want to point it, it, out one thing, Colin, before you go yeah. on. Stephen Greer doesn't get the love from this show. No, I, no, very okay. highly skeptical of what he does. But In the story case, of the know, C-SETI logo is really an amazing story. Uh, that particular formation, uh, just as an example of how uh, intriguing this whole subject is. I mean, that 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 formation and, and the story behind it is pretty amazing. 
it, it is. You see, this is where I, where I was going with it. You know, with the Stephen Greer thing, is I knew, you know, before I said it, that you know, kind of have strong feelings about it. And I know many people who have strong feelings about Stephen Greer. I have my own areas where uh, it's very difficult for me to say on air. It's probably easier for you in some ways. But I continue to feel that it is necessary to engage all of us in this yeah. uh, because I do accept that uh, there are areas in these areas of research which encompasses the research, the UFO research, and Stephen Greer's own part of this. There is plenty of room in here where exaggeration takes place, where uh, painting pictures that are not accurate to what has transpired takes place. Right. Uh, these things are all uh, true, and they're, they're, these things do need to be said. I agree. His message is more important than he is. Yes, exactly. Well, you're saying it's, it's a big tent, everybody should be included. However, you have to uh, understand that certain people, because of whatever grandstanding ego reasons, money reasons, uh, confabulate, they, ex they exaggerate, which does muddy the waters up. But, but you were saying that everybody should be included and we shouldn't you know, throw anybody's opinion out. No, that is right. And, and if we had done, uh, you know, just on the crop circle uh, front, we would never have come to what I, for me, this is as near a conclusion. I mean, I'm sure there'll be people who come forward and say, you know, you know, cut, cut the BS on this. You have still a vested interest. Well, I'm retired officially. You'd never think so, but officially I'm re retired. I finished my job, my well-paid job, when I chose to resign from regional government in Great Britain. And therefore, yes, it was in my interest to try and find some income. But thanks to a wonderful family, and Cynthia's family in particular in the United States, have helped me when I've committed myself to try and unravel the truth. And it is only the truth that's going to continue to hold me here. So when I, I you know, come into contact with people who, who wrap distortions into this whole thing, I'm trying to unravel the real part of it. And so I've come shoulders to shoulder. I, I have been, let me just say this, and I guess it makes, makes it clear where I'm coming from. Uh, it's seen, you know, Stephen is kind of, it's weird, isn't it? How, you know, the personality can make an awful big difference in how, you know, how we think and what we oh, think yeah. is important. I, this is what I need to say. Uh, it kind of cleans my patch up on this, I think. I have been on two occasions with Stephen Greer when things have happened I cannot begin to account for. I have also been with Stephen when things have been said that, that, that are not what I saw and have not been uh, perceived in the same way as what I saw and what I witnessed. What I did see, and I'll just relate to one of them as uh, it picks up, I think it was Chris's point, may have been yourself, I don't know, Gene, but um, when we were talking about orbs, these things, and I didn't answer you, some orbs are real. I have no doubt about it. We've got footage of orbs that are not dust particles in front of a camera. These are not water droplets in front of a flash on when your camera's being caught on automatic to, you know, low light levels are going to see and exaggerate close to the lens, uh, debris in the atmosphere. Many of them are that. Some of them are definitely not. I have seen um, an, uh, what I would um, estimate maybe 18 inches, 2 inches in diameter, orbs of light glowing, coming through at speed, the low levels of, of, of a low bank of cloud, in Stephen Greer's presence, he's gone through his vectoring process, I've been there, 60, 70 other people were there, and out of nowhere, this 
orb of light in southern England in a dark field, nothing else to confuse it with, shot through the cloud at very high speed. Okay, Colin Andrews joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these specials. A 14 by 21 foot shop for under 6000 or a 50 by 100 for under 30000 You heard right. That's 5000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. There is only one detox product that stands out above the rest. Micro Plant Powder. And it's available only at HempUSA.org. Micro Plant Powder does wonders by removing toxins from the body. Detoxification is a vital process that's extremely important for restoring your health. Micro Plant Powder is available in eight different formulations, and we can help you choose the one that's perfect for your lifestyle. Micro Plant Powder is 100% chemical-free, non-GMO, anti-inflammatory, gluten-free, and packaged by hand in BPA-free containers. HempUSA.org wants you to be healthy, and Micro Plant Powder is one of the best ways we know to detoxify your body from head to toe, all for about $10 a month. Take back your life and enjoy living again with Micro Plant Powder. Call 888-910-4367. That's 888-910-4367. Micro Plant Powder. Available only at HempUSA.org. Ouch! My back is out again. Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design 
design a custom nutritional supplement program which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. As you'll appreciate, listeners, Colin, when you ask him a question, will go on for a while. So we kind of have to break up the answers. I know we're kind of running out of time here, Colin, so kind of finish that up and then maybe answer one other question of mine. And it would have to be done fairly quickly. I don't know if we have time for any more questions. And that is, of the various subjects we deal with here, orbs, crop circles, etc., maybe mention a few of the common misconceptions, but please finish this answer. Uh, yes, and I'll go finish it very briefly, just to say that there was no doubt in my mind that this was not anything normal, not anything that we could rationally explain away. And that was in his presence. So to throw that out you know, with everything else, uh, because Stephen Greer was present, uh, would be a misjustice, I think, an injustice yes. to ourselves in our work. So that would be my point. Yeah, he, he shows up in Crestone every year to do his ambassador to the universe training. I think he's going on 18 or 19 years. Of course, I was the one that introduced him to the area. And for the first five or six years that he would show up, nothing would happen uh, with Greer's party, skywatching. There'd be a few kind of mundane things that, that were equivocal. But the rest of the valley would go nuts. And uh, yeah. at one point, I told Sherry Adamack, uh, his now long-departed manager of CSETI, I told her, you know, Stephen's got to give better directions because they're, they're chasing all around the San Luis Valley everywhere but here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you mention a few very quickly other misconceptions people might have about crop circles and orbs? Well, I I don't quite know where to start with that. I mean, the misconceptions really, I think, in some way that we've kind of covered, unless you're saying that uh, you know there's an area that I need to to go further with. I mean, there's a, there are many misconceptions with crop circles. You know, they're saying that many people think they are real; they're not. Uh, misconceptions that they all mean something, and uh, I don't think they do. There are groups of hoaxers, you know, just to give them that term. Some are just simply out there to have a bit of fun. Others are mischief-making. Uh, I mean, in the real sense, that they're, they're wanting to cause a problem. Uh, I think people uh, have suspected on occasion that um, there might be other agencies, more government-related agencies, that are uh, distorting the information by interfering with patterns that appear uh, that have some meaningful, some meaning to them that we would discover uh, to find that a helicopter, and I, I have interviewed farmers that have told me this in England, and indeed there, actually there, there's another case here in the U.S. where a helicopter was heard by a farmer hovering uh, on, over his field at night, um, you know, lights coming down and the rest of it, uh, to find that clearly somebody has dropped in and has interfered with um, a, a design that was already there. So I, I don't know. There, there are all kinds of misconceptions as to how we read this. Uh, I would say 
that if the British people, um, I guess one in this modern day of communication, can go on to say anybody in the world, believes that the UK government and the Queen, uh, head of state, uh, has no interest in this phenomenon, I can assure you as the guy that advised both at one point, is is totally incorrect. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, crop circles uh, or... Um, Government Circles, the book that I wrote called Government Circles, is all the documentation that you'll ever want to see to convince anybody that they are very interested and involved, but don't have all of the answers. Well, that leads us to another question, and uh, this one is from uh, Psychedelic Alchemist again. And he's wondering about circles that are found now around the world. Of course, this 90%, as you, I think, uh, you put that number on it, 90% of these formations are found in southern England. But we've been seeing them in Holland, in Germany, in the United States, Canada, Australia. You rattled off a list of, of places. Yeah. What are the commonalities between those circles and the ones in England? And why don't we see the complexity that we see in England and some of these other countries? Is it just because the, the circle makers haven't had as much practice? Or? <laughs> Well, I think there's something to that. What we have seen, without attributing how they got there, it's always the same thing. You you have to apply the uh, the research, the science, you know, the surveillance, the data to to know the answer to that. And neither of those things is possible without considerable funding, and that that is a problem globally, let alone in the hotspot of southern England. Uh, what I think is happening, however, whatever hand is is put to this, is they appear in all countries first initially in simple forms, and they have, including China, where the Red Army have discovered them, in Russia, in just, a, well, so many countries, I've forgotten the numbers now, but we're up into the region of 70 or 80 countries, and they always begin simply, and however they got there, and they evolve circle makers, and we'll attribute that to the circle makers, human or otherwise, there is an evolution that takes place. There is often a correlation, and it isn't consistently so, in water collecting points, whether it's chalk, the geostructure of southern England, with vast quantities moving underground, depending upon weather, surface weather conditions, but there's a reservoir held and contained in that chalk. In other parts of the world, it's water collecting points, whether they're called dew ponds or ponds or rivers, water collecting points, water points, and archaeological sites. The archaeological sites keeps coming back time and time again. Well, it could be that as it's evolved and the information has been communicated to people that they choose to make them their archaeological sites. It is possible. We don't have the answers to all of these things. And so I, I think that's my, my best answer to that. I don't know whether I've got a few moments that I, I think I, I feel appropriate, if it's okay with you, to remind us really what I think is happening as far as paradigm shift is concerned. Yeah, is that that's the important. Appropriate yeah, it is. It kind of is, because I think it kind of funnels it towards the end of our program here, is that when you look at the book, uh, and I'm not asking you to look at the book, but the subject matter we have discussed t today on this program. When you talk about paradigm shifts, we talk about it. The tendency is to look at scientific and technological trends that usher in new thinking. A great deal of what we're discovering, however, does not represent a change in science and technology. It represents a change in humans, new information. 
in consciousness. Exactly right. New information engages the mind. Events, and we've talked about some, as strange as they are, engage the emotions. Emotions in a human being is an electrical chemical process. And that is who we are. And emotional shifts push people to expand. Each person who has experienced a high strangeness event, I've had mine and I wouldn't mind betting you've had yours, holds a small piece of a larger picture and it is time to put those pieces together. That's what this book hopes to do. It's not about what we theorize or prove. It is about what we experience and how we feel. You see my emotion in saying this. It's how we feel. It's about the changes our experiences create within us. It's how that alters the way we see and interact with our world. We are at a turning point, and it's people's personal stories are going to make an important difference in our future. That's what changes the environment and the socially engineered world in which we live. That's really what is happening today as we speak on this program. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, but the, the one problem is it's like, we're trying to turn around a, uh, an aircraft carrier with a set of oars at this point. <laughs> we seem to be yeah. sliding down a slippery slope. And boy, I, I just hope that there's a wave of, of open consciousness or something yeah. that's going to jerk people out of this yeah. particular mindset. There's so many I people agree. on this planet walking around in waking coma. It's, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm with you. I just feel that it is encompassed upon us. It is our responsibility, whatever our political bends are, is to, and, and I hope it doesn't sound too new age, it's not intended to be. We must leave, especially as you rightly just said, in this current environment, we must leave our children hope. Colin, would you tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff? Thank you very much. It's colinandrews.net. And the latest book, which is also available in Kindle at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Thank you very much. The book is On the Edge of Reality. There's another book coming out real soon from Chris O'Brien called Stalking the Herd, the ultimate book on cattle mutilations. His site is OurStrangePlanet.com. If you're writing this down, you can find us on Twitter. We're known as the Paracast on Twitter, where people who invest in that stock are going to make a lot of money, I guess. So we missed out. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> The Paracast on Twitter. Colin Andrews, thanks for joining us on The Paracast. That's my pleasure. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Chris. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>